All righty, we're in. We're in. We're in. <clears throat> All right, we got to wait on Kyle and Lucas. All right, and then we could begin. Kyle's right, here. Kyle's here. All right, now we need Lucas. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, Lucas. Yes. All righty. There we hey. go. Yes. One, two, three. Welcome, everyone, to another banger episode of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast, where today we will be sharing our thoughts and opinions on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Today, we are joined by three amazing people and Josh. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. With three amazing people and Josh. What the heck, man? <laughs> First, we would like to introduce Lucas. What's up, guys? It's your boy and the man. Of the hour is Lucas Tencel, and this shit about me a banger. Mm-hmm. Then we're here with Wyatt. Yes, thank you so much for having me back on for the second episode ever of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. This is my second appearance. Let's keep the streak going because possibly I could be on the third episode. Great to have me back here. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Jason and Josh, both. So no hand problem. it off to the newest person added to the podcast. So someone must say the name. All right. We are here. Last but not least, Kyle. How are you guys doing? What's up? Originally, we were supposed to have the king of the hour, Vinny. But due to personal stuff, he was not able to make it. So we would like to shout out King Vinny D on Instagram. Yes. Be sure to give him a follow. And we hope to have him on a future episode. Yes. And also, also follow King Vinny D on Twitter. And also subscribe to his YouTube channel of King Vinny D, king of the hour official. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. All right, let's get to it. Let's yes, let's do it, shall we? Yep. So, we are going to be recapping Money in the Bank this Sunday and giving our thoughts on the pay-per-view itself. Um, my thoughts, I'm going to start off first. Well, it was kind of interesting seeing it at WWE headquarters. I was kind of interested in how they would play plan this out. With climbing each built each level of the corporate headquarters, I thought it was interesting, but the way it the, the way it ended was kind of uh, bullshit to me. So let's head over to Jason. Jason, what are your thoughts on Money in the Bank? In general, it wasn't it was not that bad of a show. I thought the ladder matches were pretty pretty good to watch, and in general, it was not that bad of a show. Now let's get Lucas's thoughts. Uh, it was. It was alright. I mean, I like the matches and stuff, but I think the live matches think for me and match tonight, or it could be McIntyre Rollins will get to just a moment. But the live match was pretty cool. I like how it worked. So, hope we can do this again anytime soon. Then let's get wide thoughts. I thought it was a fun pay per view. It was an enjoy. It was really really fun to see it at battle at the headquarters and battle the way up. But the women's, but the women's. Result, what I was really, really excited about since I'm a huge, huge fan of Asuka and Asuka really deserved it, especially what happened the next night, as you all know. And Otis, it was such a surprise. I knew everyone I knew flipped out except Jimmy, who appeared on the last episode. I knew he was he was happy about it, but because he, he, he loves everything. But Otis winning, <laughs> I, re- I really... I really did not expect this at all, but I was I was pretty disappointed because I think it was just too early for Otis because Otis just got his TV time that all he deserved because everyone loves Otis. So oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, congrats to Otis, congratulations to Oscar, and 
Money in the Bank was a fair pay-per-view, so hand it off to Kyle. All right. So, so what are your thoughts, Kyle? What did you think of Money in the Bank? Um, I thought it was a pretty decent show. I especially really enjoyed the Money in the Bank ladder matches, like the way they filmed it at the headquarters. I thought it was very well done. But, but probably my biggest issue with it was the unnecessary cameos. Like, 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 what was the, like, what was the purpose of those cameos? Like, I didn't get that. <laughs> like, you know, like, 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 basically, you had Brother Love take, take in a leak in the bathroom. Later. Then, then you had Mr. People Power. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was funny seeing him get a pie in the face, but like, a ser- but, but like seriously, what was the point of those cameos? Yeah. Yeah. Huh, yeah. Yeah, but aside from that, I really enjoyed the pay per view, especially, and I agree. Um, I was super happy that Asuka won the uh, the women's and the bank ladder match because I'm a big Asuka fan, and I thought her other title reign was basically just nothing because it was basically the third wheel compared to Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. True. But hopefully, she gets a proper True. time. Yeah, I agree with you, Kyle. The 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 Money in the Bank ladder matches were really good. I especially enjoyed the uh, women's match, but the the men's match, I really wasn't too happy with it. I mean, oh, I was surprised Otis won. Yeah, but like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You could have had like, because I felt like Otis didn't win it fair and square. He didn't climb the ladder just to grab it. He basically just caught it, and they just declared him mm-hmm. the winner. I mean, for... I felt that was. The- um, yeah, for my opinion, um, I was, I'm happy for Otis winning the ladder match, but he didn't win it in a proper way. Like the way he won it was kind of stupid. Yeah. 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 And uh, one more thing. What's that? Why? One more thing. The real winner of the match was the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, because AJ touched the after Corbin got hit. Corbin he climbed the AJ. ladder. He had it, <clears throat> and AJ actually yeah. hooked it. Yes, AJ unhooked it, as Kyle said. But AJ had it, pulled at it for three seconds, and then it slipped out of his hand. So AJ pretty much was the winner. So maybe they'll do – yes. But we'll see what happens. But if Otis cashed in, I wouldn't be surprised if he loses or something. But we'll see. True, true. true. All right, Basically, so... the explanation behind it is apparently you're supposed to have the briefcase in your hand and both feet touch the floor of the mat after you climb down from the ladder, which I thought is bogus. Yeah, that's kind of bull. Yeah, that's kind of bull, bogus to me. But all right, so now we're going to recap the entire show. Um, so uh, let's get off with the matches, shall we? All right, let's start with the all pre-show right. match. We got Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Hmm. hmm. I basically predicted Jeff Hardy because you know yes, Cesaro is basically not getting the time that he deserved and stuff like that. And I feel like you know, if you're gonna put Jeff Hardy in a match, don't put it as a kickoff show match i i should say put it on the card itself don't put it on the kickoff show because jeff hardy is not really kind of like a a jobber in my perspective he's a legend in a legend. the wrestling business yeah. he's done so much for the company and i feel like this match should have not been on the pre-show but it was a i feel like the match was eh, it was kind of boring but i knew jeff hardy was gonna win anyway because cesaro hasn't gotten the the uh, push he deserves now let's get Wyatt's thoughts on the pre-show match very grateful that both men, because I both watched them both growing up, but it would have been better if the tag titles was on the pre-show and then Jeff and Cesar would have been on the main show. But um, even though, thankfully, they all, they both still have their jobs after what happened a month ago today. But, uh, yeah, pretty good match. I enjoyed it because I love entertainment. So, uh, yeah, congrats to one of my favorite wrestlers of all time for the win. Well-deserved. But I can't really talk much about it, so... Uh, Maybe Lucas or Kyle, whoever didn't go, can go. Lucas, what you got? <clears throat> All right. 
So I thought the match was okay. I know I'll give it probably a B minus, but um, I I was enjoying like how the match was chirping and Cesaro and Jeff Hardy had good chemistry in the ring. Mm-hmm. But as Wyatt said, it should not have been on the pre-show. Just Jeff Hardy is not deserved to be on the pre-show in my opinion because you know he's a legend. But it is what it is, and um, Jeff Hardy's face paint came back, which I think was pretty cool too. Yeah, I agree with you, Lucas, one hundred percent. Now let's get Kyle's thoughts. Kyle, what you got? Again, same thing. Uh, it was a it was a solid basic match. Like I said, I really enjoyed it because I'm a fan of both guys, especially with Jeff Hardy being my childhood hero as being such a big fanboy, which Josh knows about that. <laughs> true, <laughs> yeah, true, true. true. Match, I was very happy to see Jeff Hardy won, and I especially loved that face paint he wore. I was like, oh my god, that is a freaking awesome face paint. And I agree, it should not have been on the pre-show, which to me there's no excuse for that. It was still, I thought it was a good match, and very happy to see Jeff Hardy win. All right, my thoughts. Very, very much. My thoughts on this match. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be, have been on the pre-show, but at least they got some TV time, and it's uh-huh. still a great match. To yeah, true. See, and congratulations to one of the best in the business, Jeff Hardy, for the W. Yep. All righty. So let's get our thoughts on the next match, which was the Fatal Four Way SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the New Day. Um, Miz and Morrison, Lucha House Party, and the Forgotten Sons. And let's so my thoughts on that match it was decent. I actually enjoyed the match mm-hmm. itself, very, very entertaining match. I was not happy that the New Day won because mm-hmm. they already are at their eighth or I think eighth reign as tag champions. Eighth. Yeah, 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 their eighth reign as tag champs. I feel like you should give it to somebody just. That's coming up to the roster, but I feel like if you give it to somebody who's just come up from NXT, like for the Forgotten Sons, for example, you're just giving them – they're just going to be jobbers for like the rest of the career, and that's that's not how you want to build them up. You build them up slow by giving them just um, title matches, not having them win yet, but at, eventually they'll be tag champions. You mean, Josh, like non-title matches? Like, for example, you have the Forgotten Sons with a feud with the Lucha House Party. Way right. to build them up. Way to kick it off. Because the Lucha House Party is a jobber team on SmackDown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're a big Lucha House Party fan, I'm sure you're going to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of the Lucha House. I like them, but they're not my favorite tag <laughs> <Yeah>. team. <laughs> I'll share my thoughts yeah. on this match. So, this match wasn't too bad. I mean, I wish some other team can get the titles. I mean, the New Day had the titles so many times already. I would like to yeah, start with Lucas true. for this match. Okay, so the match I think was actually pretty good. I think, as I said, the wrong person, the wrong person, wrong uh, won the match, and um, I picked Miz and Morrison to win because, as you said, the Flying Sons, if they win, it'll be a little bit too early for them. But I'm just kind of sick of the New Day's reign. They only get it like God knows how many times. It's kind of getting boring, kind of bullshit a little bit. But it is what it is, and they will lose the titles hopefully at SummerSlam or whatever case maybe. All right, Kyle, what are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, and once again, I did not agree with the New Day winning. I was like, I think they've had the titles too many times, and also for too long. So have somebody different for a change. I was hoping Miz and Morrison were going to win though, and uh, and also I agree it's too early to put the titles on the Forgotten Sons. And and true, I have been true. looking forward to, to Josh. I'm not that big of a fan of the Forgotten Sons, but they did actually impress me in this match. I thought they definitely held their own in this match. And same with the Lucha House Party, which I cannot stand the Lucha House Party. I think it's a stupid gimmick. But some of the spots they did was very impressive. So despite them being a jobber tag team, 
they still held their own in this match. So, so overall, just a great way to kick off a money in the bank. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, right, Wyatt. I like it. All right, Wyatt, yeah. let's hear. Yes, as of Kyle said, you know, the Lucha House Party is a boring team. I don't think I would have been really pissed if the Lucha House Party uh, won. But um, Miz and Morrison deserve to win more. But the New Day, all you ever get for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, all you ever get is a run with the New Day or the Usos, like, multiple times. Like, you know, you see the New Day, but the New Day, really, the the retain. I understand that WWE likes them with the tag titles, but, you know, stuff shit's getting old. And uh, it, Miz and Morrison deserved a long reign ever since Super Showdown. I thought it was kind of ridiculous how the New Day uh, has the tag titles right now, but... Uh, I know, it, as of Josh said, it's too early for the Forgotten Sons, but uh, let it's just it, that's what it is. The New Day took the win, but I really can't explain much about that. But yeah, the New Day retained. Congrats to them. But Miz and Morrison were the true winners. And also, fun fact: What's that? In my opinion, in my opinion, Rey Mysterio should be the only masked wrestler currently true. in WWE. Agreed. True. Oh, yeah. True. Yes. Alrighty, so let's head on to this next match. Next match. Ugh, this match didn't really impress me that much. I kind of thought it was just a boring match. Just Somebody to save their wasn't time. supposed to be there. Exactly. Bobby Lashley against R Truth. It was supposed to be Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP. Right. So, my thoughts on this match I thought it was bullshit. How, like, MVP comes out ready to compete. And then backs out like a little bitch. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying, right? He's backing out like a chicken. So you have Bobby Lashley come out, who you've worked with in multiple companies. You could have picked your two newest superstars that you're working with, Brennan Vink and Shane Thorne, so you could build them up as superstars. But why Bobby Lashley? I mean, you know he's just going to dominate the entire match. So... My thoughts on this match, though, it was kind of boring. I mean, it was kind of a way to save time. But overall, I wasn't really impressed with this. I knew kind of R-Truth was going to get squashed. So, yeah, it wasn't really one of my favorite matches on the card. So let's hear uh, Jason's thoughts. I could care less. How about you, Kyle? What do you think? (laughs) I I didn't care. I thought it was bogus. I was actually looking forward to MVP facing R-Truth because obviously I like MVP. And I wanted to see what these two actually do together. But I was really pissed off that... That he was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to take a night off. And then Bobby Lashley comes out and squashes him in like 30 seconds. I was like, we saw this on Raw like I think two weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> the, only, the only thing I liked about it was the comedy spot with R-Truth where he comes out, basically pretends that the crowd's there and also doing, you know, the, uh, the what's up? And the crowd's like, what's like, <laughs> there? Uh, and, he, and he, he's basically like, why is anybody saying anything? <laughs> like, it's like empty. I was like, I thought that was funny. But aside from that. That is funny. But aside from that, pointless. <laughs> They could have just done that on Raw. No reason for it to be on Money in the Bank. Yep. Lu- Lucas, what do you got? Okay. This match, in my opinion, shouldn't have been on the card. Um, I think it was kind of bullshit how Bobby Lashley just came out of nowhere. I was actually was going to take a piss break because I know this match is going to be a um, squash match because, you know, Archie Ball has to squash anyway. So, like, I fucking care anyways. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it, that carried that whole entire thing is MVP and Archer's humor. When they had that segment and, and their freaking Bioash came out, that just kind of killed like, the segment a little bit. I feel you, Lucas. I, I I agree with you, though. All right, Wyatt, what do you think? Yeah, as much as I watched MVP, Bobby Lashley, and R-Truth growing up, 
Our truth never fails to impress me. Either he wins or loses. MVP and Bobby Lashley, same deal. I enjoyed this match because it's entertainment. Even though our truth, I love it when our truth is put in squash matches. I love Bobby Lashley when he dominates people in squash matches. This entertain, even if MVP, I love how MVP tried to trick everyone that's saying he was going to take the night off. That made me laugh, and that always impresses me as much as MVP is. He never fails to entertain me. But yeah, I I I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't really enjoy it, but I enjoyed it no matter what since our truth was in the match. So mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much it for my for me. But yeah, at least my childhood's still alive. But that's all that. Yeah. Yeah. Really. yeah. All righty. All right. Kyle, you want to give your thoughts or? Didn't I already give my thoughts on that? You already did. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Kyle already gave his thoughts. All right. Next match. All righty. We got the. All right. We got a next match here. SmackDown Women's Championship match. We got Bailey and Tamina. My thoughts on this match. I felt. I felt like Bailey. You know, it, she's the longest reigning champion already. I felt mm-hmm. like it's kind of time to give it to somebody else. I mean. Tamina has worked her way up ever since being a jobber in catering, thanks to the chairman we all know as Vince McMahon. But I feel like, you know, this match could have been the opposite way around where Tamina beats uh, Bailey uh, for the title and have Tamina as champion. I feel like Tamina deserves to have a championship around her sh- around her waist once, maybe just one time. But the match itself, I believe, was... It was okay. Uh, it wasn't really one of my favorite matches on the card, but I'll I'll give the match like a nine out of ten. So yeah. So let's hear Jason's thoughts. What do you think about this, Jason? Bailey's had the title for long enough. Give it sure. to someone else. Right. Give someone else a chance. All I have to say. All right. Why? All right, Lucas. I, I, I'm necessarily. I re- I was. Re- All right. Let's get. Oh wait. Let's, let's, let's get Lucas to go first. All right, Lucas, go go. So. I personally think that Tamina should have won the match. You know, Bailey had that shit long enough, and you know, it's just just gonna get boring. I, I want Tamina to win, but I just don't care about Bailey anymore. Ever since she turned heel, it's just kind of kind of boring now. True. Uh, even though Wallop is kind of bullshit, though, but I know she's gonna lose the title. Hopefully, on Saturday night to Sasha Banks. So. Yeah, Wyatt. Go. That match I really could care less for. As much as boring Bailey is, I really could care less. But I was really hoping that they could give the title to Lacey Evans. But no, WWE is not going to do it. So uh, I w- ever since Bailey's huggy gimmick, the last three months of it, I really, really couldn't stand Bailey. But that heel run, I was really tickled and excited for. But t- I really thought that would have helped out. Maybe people could like her more. But nope. It's gotten even more boring because she's a heel. Wanna she acts like a heel wannabe. She doesn't. She doesn't have the the act or the guts to be a heel. Pretty much because it feels like the way her voice tone is, she acts like a heel wannabe. But I don't. I really don't know how to explain this as much because I don't like Bailey. But yeah, Bailey retained. I knew Tamina wasn't gonna win. So uh, yeah, congrats, Bailey. Don't know you're gonna drop the title to us just yet. Hopefully, yeah. Lacey and Evans. and Bailey, you made kids cry when you turned heels. So yeah, such is life. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good shit. Yeah. Our right, Kyle. Rest in peace, Bailey buddies. Our <laughs> right, Kyle, go for it. 
Oh my god. Well, I could not care less about this match. I thought it was garbage. I actually took a piss during the match like four times. That was basically my piss break. And and uh, I agree, Bailey has had the title long enough, but don't give it to Tamina because she's been basically the queen of catering for the last five years, so it would have came out of nowhere. So if, <laughs> if you're going to put the title on her eventually, build her up first. Don't just like do it out of nowhere, because like I said, she just came out of catering out of nowhere and starts getting a push, so it would have made no sense. Yeah, but, thank yeah, you, Vince. I thought the match was basically not really that good. I, I thought Tamina was like very sloppy. Yes. And she's definitely she's like she's definitely gotten very stiff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you've noticed, but back in like mm-hmm. 2012, she was like very agile, whereas nowadays she's like very stiff. It's like she can hardly move. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I thought the move was so I thought the match was garbage. I didn't like the mm-hmm. finish either. The uh, but basically the the crucifix pin. I was like, what was that? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as of what Kyle said. Yeah, Tamina. Way Tamina is today. I really. I wouldn't be surprised if Tamina's not in WWE too much longer because I don't see Tamina being in WWE too much longer as much as she's been leaving and coming back repeatedly. Like, how long did she last in the Rumble this year? Hmm. 0.1 second or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> she lasted that long? Yeah, it was, it was like really short. Like, as I hear that... It was only yeah, a blink and you missed it. That's, yeah. <laughs> It's usually my nap time when I hear the chorus in Bailey's theme song. Like I fall right asleep. Like yeah, that's my I nap time. It's my lullaby song. Bailey, Sounds Bailey's, cool. When Bailey's theme, yeah, that's my lullaby. Yeah. What's the role Our, model gonna make? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't. I don't get it either. No. I don't understand. All right, ready for the Ron next match? Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It was the for Universal Championship. My thoughts on this match. All right. It, it, it was pretty good. Like the history between these two was incredible. The storytelling leading up to this match was interesting, entertaining. I want to get Josh's thoughts on this. All right. So I actually enjoyed this match. This match was one of my favorite matches on the entire card. I love the entertainment behind it, the storyline behind it, how like they told the history between these two guys. I'm I'm a fan of both of these guys. Um, mostly, I'm a big fan of Bray Wyatt more than Strowman. But Strowman's actually impressed me since he um, kind of turned face and all that and kind of been, like, one of the fan favorites. I actually enjoyed him after he kind of left the Wyatt yes. family and stuff like that. I became a bigger fan of him. But the match itself was really, really entertaining. I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, I like the fact how Bray Wyatt came out it with that hilarious entrance. I, I just cracked up during that entrance. Like just, just like at TLC. Yowie wowie. But the thing. But I like how on SmackDown the night before Money in the Bank, Bray Wyatt does a special Firefly Funhouse where he tells a story which really cracked me up. And I'm like, that's perfect to just tell the story between these two. And then when you lead up to Money in the Bank, it tells the history so i really enjoyed this match uh 10 out of 10 for me one of my favorite matches on the card braun Strowman with a win um i would like to see bray with another uh championship reign at some point but yeah let's get uh kyle's thoughts um i thought like i absolutely love this match uh, now the match itself was okay but the story <laughs> but the storytelling behind it was just brilliant like how uh how Braun rips his shirt off, puts the old sheep mask back on. He basically sits on his knees like the old Wyatt family pose, and he like tricks Bray 
they're thinking, oh, you know, he's come to his senses, like he's come back or whatever, and then scoops him up, hits the throwing power slam and pins him. So, so the match itself was okay, but the storytelling was just phenomenal. It was brilliant. One of the highlights of the night. <laughs> Hopefully, Bray does get the title back at some point. But for now, I am satisfied with, with Braun holding the title. And like I said, just great storytelling. Hopefully, this feud continues. Because I would love to see more of this. All right, Wyatt, what are your thoughts? As much as I dislike Strowman, why would you put the title on that teddy bear who you buried so many <laughs> times? And Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Too late. And uh, it was very... But all I'm going to tell you is there can't be another Wyatt family reunion because of Rowan's release recently and Harper becoming an AEW now. So, uh, yeah, fun match. It was a good match, even though I don't like Strowman. But uh, it was it was an entertaining match. Um, hopefully the next at Backlash, it's Strowman versus The Fiend this time. But we'll see. But, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to have this black sheep mask. But I knew ever since then Strowman was going to take that mask on power slam and it's over but yeah all i can explain is Strowman retained was hoping bray would have won but there was going to be no way bray was going to win in his normal his normal act or should i say funhouse act yeah, i don't yeah, know funhouse bray yeah. funhouse bray yes yeah, yeah. Funhouse bray. Funhouse bray, all right yeah lucas go for it all right so i mm-hmm. think the match with the execution the moves like that it was okay but the story and tone was just amazing and the ending was just Playing brilliant when Strowman got the sheet mask, you know, guy his knees like the whole white family pose his knees and doing the arm thing. I don't know what the hug thing. I don't know what the hell it is, but um, mm-hmm. but um, but just how he said, Ron Strowman took off the mask, said, "Psych, bitch, I'm gonna power slam you," and then I'm gonna count once mm-hmm. you do it, I get the title. Fuck you, play. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the storytelling was also oh, very what? very good. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so also one more thing, John. Go for it. Yeah, go don't ahead. don't hate me for everything, but during the storytelling, I was doing I was doing schoolwork, so I didn't didn't know anything about the storytelling. So yeah, good thing you all said about it. I was doing schoolwork during storytelling. <laughs> Come on, why? <laughs> Piss break. It's homework break. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Get a break. Pizza, uh, pizza break, rather... and then you get piss break, and then homework break, and something like that. Food breaks. <laughs> All righty. Now we got the next match. One of my favorite matches on the card, besides that match we just talked about. Uh, it was the WWE Championship match. My favorite wrestler on the roster currently, Drew McIntyre, defending the championship against the Mandy Knight Messiah. Okay, Seth one Rollins. question before, guys, before we get to this match. I have a question. What is everyone's opinion on the Monday Night Messiah's theme song? His new one. Hey, it. Like, ah, it's it so garbage. garbage. I took a nap. Thank you. Yes, Thank definitely. You. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. They said we design, we build, we claim. Or mash up the second cone with we design, we build, we claim. Something like that. But it didn't. Yeah, something better. Something like more towards like not like this Christian holy. He's music. not a god. He's an atheist. I guess I guess he's, he's, he's not a god. god. He's an I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it had to be Triple H's idea for that theme song, but if it was Vince's idea, he would have got that second coming, and whatever Lucas just said, that would have been the better theme song for the Money Night Messiah. <laughs> yeah. My, all right, I'll give my thoughts on the match, though. My thoughts on the match, it was actually kind of a squash, in my opinion, because y'all know Drew was going to win. They're not going to put the title on Rollins yet. 
that would have been an epic disappointment. If Rollins won, I would have been so mad because Drew just won it at Mania, and I feel like Drew worked his whole career to just get to that moment where he wins the championship, and I feel like he's doing a great job as champion. The match itself was really, really good. Um, I didn't like the fact that, you know, you had Rollins go after the title when you basically are not really the main card guy anymore, but I feel like Rollins could win the title eventually in the in the future, but it's Drew's time to shine now, and I'm really happy that Drew retained. Match was good. I absolutely enjoyed it, as well as the Universal Championship match. But let's get other people's thoughts. So let's go with uh, Jason first. So what'd you think? The match itself was pretty good. It was obvious Drew was going to win. I mean, his push as the WWE Champion is successful so far, but there's no way Seth is going to take it for him just yet. Like you said, Josh, he could take it in the future, but not at this time. Right, and then I would right. like to go with Kyle's thoughts. I thought the match was actually pretty good, but which I agree with Josh. It was kind of a squash. It was it was mostly Rollins for you know for most of it, but then Drew did his big comeback, and then Future Shock, the Claymore, one two three, whatever. And once again, I do not like the you know, the Money Night Messiah gimmick and that theme song, which again it felt like a knockoff of Bailey's theme song. Yeah. Well, so I thought the match was all right, though, and I was actually very happy to see a move uh, that Rollins did in the past that we haven't seen in a while, and that is a combination of a superplex and Falcon oh, yeah. Arrow. He nailed that combination. Oh, yeah. Just great. Yeah, but overall, like I said, good match. Happy to see Drew a win and continue his reign, because he just won the damn thing. Put it, Keep it on him for a while. Yeah, yeah just let him have it. Anyways, Lucas. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Lucas, go for it. All right. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> All right. I think the match is actually really, really good. I um, The execution of the match between two men was pretty good. It was a little bit of squash match with Rollins controlling the whole entire thing. I was about to fall asleep, but McIntyre came back somehow. And I like the part when um, Rollins had to go for like a stomp or something like that. When, when he was like on the second rope, and then somehow McIntyre got up and suplexed him like all the way basically to the other way, other heaven side, whatever you want to call it for me. But, um, the ending was actually pretty good. I think the snake was actually pretty good with the glass of kiss and then boom, Claymore, one, two, three. We all know Drew McIntyre is going to win a match, but I think the execution of the match is actually very good, in my opinion. All right, now let's go for Wyatt's. Yes, haters going to hate, but I'm going to break it out to everyone. As much as I don't like Rollins, as much as everyone knows, with the new theme song and all, that makes me dislike him even more. I'm getting even more bored with him. As much as you all said, I don't like the Monday Night Messiah gimmick. I would I was really hoping to see maybe Drew fight Seth in like a 30-second match, but I knew all the Rollins marks would flip out if I said – I know Rollins marks are going to flip out on me if I say that. But, yeah, fun, good match for Drew. Keep the title on him for longer. I hope his, hope his title reign goes through at least through the summer. But – uh. Hopefully, Drew has some interesting rivalries coming his way. Good way to have Drew versus Rollins to kick it off. Um, yeah, congrats to Drew. Claymore kicks a badass move. And definitely, and Drew is definitely the chosen one since day one. And uh, I've realized that since the Rumble. But congratulations, Drew McIntyre, for the win. You deserve it. You're a badass. Hopefully, we'll see what's next for him in the future. So, uh Whoever didn't give their thoughts or the next match we can talk about. And uh, that's it for my thoughts. So congratulations, Drew McIntyre. You're the man. 
Yeah, so before we get to the next match, who's, like, actually a fan of Seth Rollins? Like, not as the Messiah, but who's actually a, a fan of Rollins? I was, I was a fan of him until this whole Messiah gimmick started. Then he started yeah, getting boring on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was a fan of him before this whole Messiah gimmick because I went to Raw in Long Island, and it was right before he turned heel. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to turn heel. Just watch. But all right. Let's not talk about Seth Rollins that much, but let's head on to our next match, the which most... is the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Also, one more okay. thing, Josh. You all want to know how right much ahead. I hated Seth when I started to hate, started not liking, like I started getting, like ever since winning the title, I got more ever since fighting Corbin three times. I got neutral on Rollins, but ever since that lovey-dubby storyline happened in July around Extreme Rules, I'm like... And ever since beating Lesnar for the second time, like I'm done. Like I'm done with him. Like yeah, why? Why would you do that? He's the. He was probably, in my opinion, I know a lot of people are gonna hate me, but I thought he was one of the most boring Universal Champions of all time because you had him fight AJ Styles and Baron and King Cor. Should I say King Corbin? King Corbin King for Corbin. like three times. So like, why? nice. Yeah. We all know. That I agree. Why? Yeah. 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 Sucks. He really, really sucks. Exactly. All hail King Corbin. All hail King Corbin is Fuck right. Him. I hate Corbin. Okay. Up next is the most Corbin. unique right. Money in well, the Bank about- ladder match in history. The men and the women's ladder matches took place at, at the same time. Combined. So, yeah. For, I'll introduce the women and men's competitors. So, we had Asuka, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler for the women's. For the men, we had Otis, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, Rey Mysterio, and one of my personal favorites, and as well as Kyle's, the Dutch Destroyer, Alistair Black. Yeah, we're we're, me and Kyle both are big fans of Alistair Black. So I have the same 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 here. So let's talk about the match. Um, my thoughts on both matches. It was weird how they took place at the same time. Like, that that's just too stupid of you to do that. But overall, I prefer the women's over the men's. Because, like, I didn't feel like Otis won it fair and square. Asuka actually won it fair and square. But if you look at it prospectively, Otis basically was not even climbing the ladder because, you know, he's a big dude. He's, like, 300 pounds, so, like, he can't even climb the ladder. Because if you climb... Yeah, he'll break it every time. So, like... Like what Big Show did in 2010. Right. But I like the way the women's was planned out because, basically, Asuka climbed the ladder and, basically, she was declared the winner. But the man who I think should have won the men's match was... Wyatt's favorite, the phenomenal AJ Styles. I felt AJ should have won that. So yeah, I, I was kind of yeah, blew it. All right, all right. So let's get um Jason's thoughts. So for the Money in the Bank ladder match in general, it was good. It, I thought it was cool that they started on the ground floor up until the roof because I know some extreme moments will happen. Oscar won fair and square properly, but Otis he's he should have climbed the ladder. True, true. Like every single like step in the ladder, though, if he tries. Yeah, true. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> begin with Lucas for this. Okay, so 
Honest opinion, um, for the women's one, I think the white women should have won. I know why people sell Shayna Baszler, but I think Asuka really did deserve this actual victory because Shayna just came up to the main roster just like two months ago, whatever the case may be. So Asuka really deserved this match. Dana thought she was going to win going to the office. Oh, yeah, but, that was know, funny. That's too stupid. Yeah, yeah it was funny, that but was stupid. stupid and before the men's, um, which is, oh, no, I'm just going to say it right now, AJ just ate some Butterfingers in the catering or something like that before the show. And he tried to grab it, but he had no possession of it. He like, he just basically dropped it, and though it's just capitalized. Like, Asia, do you ate butterfingers? Mm-hmm. You got a chance, man. Put your motherfucking head down, you damn bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, too. Damn, roasted. Okay, got it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that great. Was that was fantastic. Oh my god, Luke. <laughs> All right, so since Lucas gave his <laughs> whole speech about it. <laughs> right, Kyle, go well, for first it. of all, well first well first of all, I didn't like the fact that they took place at the exact same time, but it was definitely unique. I like the way it was filmed, like I said Cameos were pointless but hilarious, especially the food fight with Paul Heyman and AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan fighting in Vince's office. Vince getting pissed off and then putting hand sanitizer on his hands, even though he didn't touch a damn thing. The... Yeah, and John Lawrence. And I was like, I was like, don't you dare say it, Johnny. Don't you dare say it. And he's like, hey, Otis, people power. John, Otis. And then his brother yeah, loves taking a piss. piss. He goes, hey, right. And it shows him zipping up his pants. I was like, really? <laughs> really? And what was the point with that bogus doink just hiding in the corner? It was just like a random dude with the makeup and the wig on. Like, what was that? That was kind of You need to have the entire costume on. Yeah, it was basically just the makeup and the wig. It was basically just basically a normal guy wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I mean, all he had on was the makeup and the wig. I was like, what was up with that? And, yeah, it's kind of disrespectful. And, and uh, Dana Brooke, no reason for her in the match. And also, I thought it was stupid but funny of her in the conference room. She sees a clear briefcase filled with cash. And she's like, that's the real one. Climbs to the table, grabs it. And Stephanie, who basically comes out of nowhere, which you can tell it was separate footage. But, but by the way Stephanie was talking, it was separate footage. It wasn't like the same footage. Like, oh, the real one's on the roof. I was like, mm-hmm. freaking dumbass. <laughs> that was exactly. Exactly. Kyle, I think that mistake, <clears throat> really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why would you fill a briefcase full exactly. of cash? Um, and uh, once again, I was glad to see um, Oscar win, but at the same time, I I would have liked to have seen Shane Baszler or Lacey Evans win. Now the men's, everybody has controversy about this being oh, Elsher Black and Rey Mysterio basically died when Corbin just threw him into like a black space. But if you pay attention to the yeah. shot where they were, uh, I don't know, it was like a drone or something. They show basically the top of the building. You I can see, see there's a separate area next to the ring. So they didn't like fall to their death or anything. It was another section of the roof and it had a safety mat. So it wasn't like they just like fell all the way down to the freaking parking lot. So that was dumb. But they said, oh, they died or whatever. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't kill somebody in a match. Come on. Good point. Otherwise, Good point. Vince would get sued. Again, Otis was a yeah. surprise, but it was still cool to see him uh, win, I guess, though, see where they go with it, because apparently they got big plans for Otis. At least he's kind of getting a push. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I agree, AJ, AJ, AJ or Alistair should have won it, but but still, I, I was alright with Otis winning it. I'm, I'm mixed on it. But we'll see where it goes. But we'll oh, see where yeah. It goes. And, and this is for Jimmy. Oh, oh yeah. I did, crack a, I did crack a when he says, Mandy, I did it. 
I'm like, what are you, Rocky? Yo, Adrian, I did it. But instead, it was the other way around. Yeah, so what it, so and, and right, that covers all wait, the matches. We didn't so get what did everybody Wyatt's think thoughts. of the entire show? Oh, wait. Yeah, we didn't, oh, get, Wyatt, my, my we didn't get my thoughts, but yeah. Did you all see Carmella broke her own picture? Yes. Yes. Which is Brooks' face. And yes. And did you see when Dana Brooks slipped on the ground? Like, did that really hurt? Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. <clears throat> and also, everyone's going to be surprised, but my favorite part through the entire match, death, very underrated, very underrated opinion. But my favorite part was probably the food fight. Yes, that was hilarious. Because that, that food fights are food fights. Food fights never get old. <laughs> it was funny yeah. with yeah. And, and yeah, and pretty much I heard W. I heard it's a rumor, but rumors are rumors, of course. But I heard WWE is giving up on Shayna Baszler, which I hate to see. Like you have a new coming rookie who you want to build up like a star, but now you're gonna give up on him. Like we know we've seen this a bunch of times, but the winner should have went to Uncle Styles. Yeah, that's dumb. Right. She needs to be on the main roster for like what two months, and they've already given up on her already. Come on, man. come on now. I mean, they, get, yeah, I mean, they gave up on her faster won. than Tyler Breeze. With Tyler Breeze, they gave him three months, and they gave up on him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I already know how they buried Tyler Breeze. You made him last like I don't know, like twelve seconds in the Men's Royal Rumble match back in twenty sixteen. Great way to start burying a superstar. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but overall, the show itself mm. was pretty interesting. I, I'd give it like a 9 out of 10. What would you guys give I, it? Uh, i give it an 8. i kind of a 9 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. 8 out of 10. So, so some right. wrestling news. So, has some, now it's has wrestling some, news time. Well, well, wait. Well, I got one right here. I got mm. one right here, which I actually found this literally, literally right before we started filming. Now, as we as we all know, on Raw, Oscar uh, um, basically became the new women's champion after Becky Lynch surrendered it uh, because announcing her pregnancy. While most people are very excited and happy for Becky for being pregnant, there's one person in particular who is not so happy, and that is Jim Cornette. He went on his on his show and basically just roasted Becky Lynch and basically tore her to shreds about this pregnancy thing. And I actually have. Actually, oh I actually have a statement of what he said right here on my laptop here. <clears throat> and, oh, my God, it's funny but mm-hmm. disgraceful that he actually said this. I'm like, come on, dude. This re- now, this is, it. this is exactly what he said. And I quote, you can't always be on top of the wrestling business in a $1 million a year spot or more, but you can have a baby. What is she? Uh, can she be 30, which Lynch is actually 33? Well, still, she's got many more years before the fucking Easy Bake Oven gets shut off. She can have all those problems with like a descended stomach and stretch marks and hemorrhoids and hormone problems and mood swings and all those other joys of a motherhood later on when when she ain't making a million dollars a year. Uh, she's got plenty of time left. What would you do if your wife came home and said, instead of making a million dollars next year, I'm going to basically just be a raging bitch for the next nine months and then give you more shit to worry about around the house? Damn. Damn. What's, what's everyone's thoughts about this? <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, Jim Cornette, you're <laughs> exactly. an ass for saying that. You don't just go ahead and say I agree with you, Josh. Like that 
to uh, especially, especially to somebody who's to uh, somebody, especially to somebody who's been wanting to be a mother ever since she was like five. Come on, come on now. Yeah. And when you meet Becky at autograph signings, I've seen Becky at autograph signings because I have friends that met her, and she's like the nicest person you could ever meet. And you could tell by like the look at her face and how she reacts uh, with fans and stuff like that. You could tell yeah. she wants kids of her own when she sees like younger fans dressed up as her, or like when she sees uh, people cosplaying as her, bringing her stuff to autograph signings. You could see how much she loves the fans, and I could see her as a a really really great mom to whatever uh, gender of the kid it is, boy or girl, I could see her as a great mother. But Jim Cornette, you are, you are so, so, so not really a role model to anybody. You're just an ass. Lucas, what are your thoughts on what we're talking yeah. about here? All right. I just legit heard about it, and I'm legit pissed off. No, Jim Cornette, to me, he was involved when he left Ring of Honor. The only time he was legit fucking involved was in TNA back in the early, like, 2000s or something like that. But I was like now just hearing this, Jim Cornette's honestly the bitch. And if I was a superstar, I'll actually challenge him so I just beat his ass, honestly. Wyatt, what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. I wonder when Jim Cornette's gonna block me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he blocks me. I'm surprised he has any followers left. Has he blocked you no. yet, Kyle? Well, because I hadn't no. said anything to him, but <clears throat> I almost did when I saw this statement. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I've met Becky Lynch before, but pretty much all I got was a selfie for, from her when she was currently the champion at my la- la- at the uh, at my last last event, which AKA probably the last ever the last WWE house show. But uh, yeah, Beck, yeah, it's as of y'all said. I agree to what y'all said, but yeah, I'm waiting for Jim Cornette <laughs> to block me on Twitter. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, I could see like uh, after uh, she announced <clears throat> yeah. it, I um I was like everybody was so happy for her. even Austin. Everybody's happy really for her. happy for her. Whispered mother. I wanted to see Orton and Edge come up to Becky and congratulate her, but no. All right, some news I want to share is that some news that uh Wyatt sent in the mm-hmm. Instagram group chat. Uh, basically, I want to do um uh this one from NXT this week about Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor's injured. Um, if you guys saw um, on NXT uh, last week, uh, it was a match between uh, Cameron Grimes and Finn Balor. Um, people were wondering, who attacks Finn Balor? Who attacks Finn Balor? And I love Finn as a heel. I feel like that is one of the best things WWE has done with Finn Balor since going back to NXT. But I kind of knew he got injured after that shot that Cameron Grimes uh, did to him. And then I was surprised who attacked him because he's actually one of my favorites in on NXT, and that is the Arkner of Infamy, Damian Priest. I was kind of shocked. I was thinking Cameron Grimes attacked Finn Balor because he was calling him out in that promo. So then Damian Priest comes out, and I'm like, that it was probably Damian Priest that attacked Finn Balor because he went right after Finn Balor after that match. But it says that Finn Balor um, suffered a bruised knee. Um, on last week's NXT episode, and he'll miss uh, some time. So, Finn, get well soon. We look forward to seeing you back in the ring very soon. So, what are you guys' thoughts about Finn Balor I just hope uh, he feels injured? better soon. How about you, Wyatt? The Smarks are crying right now. Kyle? Yeah. 
Kyle? Like it, it sucks. Hopefully he gets full soon and hopefully he continues his, his momentum because he had a lot of momentum with this new heel gimmick, which I wasn't fond of it at first, mm-hmm. but but I, I'm actually really enjoying uh, heel Finn Balor. It's actually much better than I thought. So it's good to see him as a heel again. Like I said, hopefully he, come, he, hopefully he has a healthy recovery from his injury, comes back and continues his momentum he had with this heel gimmick. And Lucas? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, sad to see Finn Balor getting injured like that, you know. I think it's not as bad as his shoulder injury, you know, with uh, Rollins that match in Summer of 2016. But, you know, sad to see him get injured again. But good thing it's not as bad as the um, mm-hmm. injury out of Summer Sam. Finn, I hope you get better soon. Um, just chill. Just <laughs> basically hit Dan place with your nightstick or chair and just give him 1916. I'm glad it been that move back, though. All right. All right, so any more news we'd like to share? Why? Um, I, I know you so have some. You let's sent some see. in the group chat. Um, you want to share something, Wyatt, that you um, you have some news <clears throat> you want to share? Yeah, interesting some stories. Um, I'm sure some of you all may know, but Roman Reigns is now taking fan requests on Cameo for $250. So if you have Cameo, make sure to get a Cameo from the big dog Roman Reigns, one of the one of the best in the business right now. So, uh, I just wanted to shout that out. Thank you, Cameo, for be- making Roman Reigns be a part of it. Hopefully, I get a Cameo from Roman soon or anyone who's a big mm-hmm. Roman fan. And uh, another news story I'd like to share is, uh, are we looking at a September SummerSlam possibly? Mm. Do you think it would feel safe? But in my opinion, I'd rather have SummerSlam in August because – SummerSlam deserves to happen during the summer, but I heard SummerSlam is going to be changed at a different location, even with the crowd, but it's going to make no difference. But I heard a rumor uh, about it might be taking place at Hulk Hogan's Ooh. backyard. Yeah, which definitely explains the, uh, Ooh, the short so thing that he cut on Raw where it shows him and Jimmy Hart at Hogan's Beach Shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're basically going to a promo on that, so, so yeah, that could explain it. Um, another story I wanted to share on the podcast today was mm-hmm. about Christian and Wyatt sent this over in the group chat on Instagram. It says Christian says he will, will never wrestle. Will again. he or will he not? Now, will he? Well, we don't know for sure yet, but I'm being honest. I was back when I first started watching ECW as a, not really like ECW not being themselves, when they had the WWE partnership and all that, when they had guys like Christian, Zack Ryder, Jack yeah, Swagger, Matt Hardy, and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. 2009, yeah. I was a big fan of Christian back then. I absolutely enjoyed him uh, on ECW as the ECW champion. I absolutely enjoyed, um, you know, mm-hmm. seeing him. And I'm like, I like this guy. I feel like this guy. But then I didn't realize before. that he was around way before I was mm-hmm. even born. I was not. I was not aware of that. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, he's best friends with my favorite wrestler of all time, which is Edge. And I'm like, they were a tag team. I'm like, I, I, I learned so much about Christian that even the, the one thing I didn't like what they did with him was when Edge retired and went into the Hall of Fame. They kind of made him kind of like the new Edge of the company. I'm like, there's no one like Edge. And you cannot make Christian like Edge. With him basically doing the spear and all of that, I'm like, Christian is not Edge. Adam Copeland is Edge. And you can't basically call Jay Riso Christian Edge. You can't really call him Edge because he's not Edge himself. But I like to see Christian back at the ring for just one more time. 
him and Edge teaming up. But the thing that I was kind of hoping that they were going to do with the Orton Edge storyline was have Christian involved in it, but Agreed. apparently that, that didn't sense. happen. So, uh, we'll consider yeah, Christian but I like to see Christian back sense. in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Jason? <clears throat> I don't know what to say about this. To be honest, probably. How about you, Lucas? Uh, all right. What do you have to say about this? It's sad to see how, like, they say he may not return. I sad to see that. There are, like, many chances that they should. But seeing that injury, like, I think Edge and Christian may have the same injury. I don't know what the case may be. But I felt like he could return. But at the same time, you know, he's just protecting himself for further injury on his head or neck, whatever, whatever it is. But it's sad to see one of my favorite wrestlers, even as a heel, I like I like them. I don't know if you guys remember that money in the bank. He turned heel on Orton. And that's when I actually write Christian. But it's sad to see him like not be in the wrestling ring again. So wasn't that wasn't that where um he basically won the title by disqualification after Orton kicked him in the balls? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, wow. I remember that too. And him as yeah, a heel it's, basically it's, did not work. work. Yep, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so another story I wanted to share. Wait, I never got was... my on Christian. Oh, why? My bad. <clears throat> yeah, Christian is one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. It's I hate to see this happen, but I know people would say it'd be fucked if Edge and Christian won the tag t- won the tag titles at this very day because they say if that uh, full timers Daily Stars would have lost an opportunity. But it should be nice to see Christian. It, it would have been nice to see Christian and Edge fight one last time, but. They should have Christian come back to WWE, but just be a manager for someone. Like, bring back the Peep Show. Bring him, become a manager for like a star that's gonna like, maybe for example, maybe like have him manage for like Apollo Cruz. That would be like, I would love that if that happened. Like, Christian could come back, just be a manager. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but that heel gimmick that he had in 2011, that just did not work. But that ruthless aggression, attitude era, it so worked. Yep. For sure. Back in the days when he like teamed up with his new with his bodyguard as Tyson Tom go, like that worked. For sure. I hope yep. I doubt any fit new fans know what I'm talking about, but go on WWE yeah, right, to find right. out more. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Kyle, well, what are your first, thoughts? I'm a little sad to actually see uh, Christian just retire out of nowhere. Like, I wish he would have had maybe one more match and maybe a retirement speech, possibly, or possibly maybe a short tag team stint with Edge at least one more time. I, I'm not saying put the titles on them, but I don't know, maybe put over the new teams, possibly, or maybe have a short feud with Edge, possibly. You know, just like a small one, or get involved with the Edge and Orange storyline, possibly. But like I said, it sucks having it basically come out of nowhere. I was never the biggest Christian fan, but but he was definitely a great talent. I liked him during the Ruthless Aggression era, but I thought he was a good wrestler. But so it is sad to see him retire just out of nowhere instead of like you know, that was you know, so sudden. Ascend- is it just came out of nowhere? Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to discuss is like who's a fan of the show? Like who's watched Dark uh, Side? I watched it this before. afternoon, and it's really good. 
I got it. Well, oh, you I watched the Owen Hart one? Yeah, but 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 just today I watched uh, the Chris Benoit one, and I'm about to watch the. Um, I think it's uh, the New Jack one. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I heard it's really, really good. I'm excited for this week's episode because we're going to relive the tragedy that was basically one of the biggest tragedies in professional wrestling history, and which was uh, Owen Hart. Uh, basically, we weren't all born during Owen Hart's time in the ring. We were basically all somewhere in a galaxy far, <laughs> yeah. far away or somewhere like that. He passed away in 1999, but, right? But... um. So I would have been, I would have been about yeah. two at the time. My brother was born that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, I wasn't even thought of. So yeah, then like, we all relive the tragedy. Like, like we all know Owen Hart was doing a stunt and then slipped and fell to his death live on television, which was kind of painful to watch for any wrestling fan, especially whoever was there um, at the event. But uh, it's. Kind- mm-hmm. Whoever was born at that time, I'm sorry you had to witness that. That kind of been must have been so painful for any wrestling fan I could imagine. But I kind of respect Owen's wife keeping the privacy of not like having such companies as Mattel, who is WWE's um, merchandise, one of WWE's merchandise um, companies who releases all their action figures for them. I could see why we haven't gotten an Owen Hart um, elite figure. I could see why we haven't gotten Owen Hart t-shirts. Um but I'm or inducted into the Hall of Fame like At his. At least they um, came out with like, the DVD of Owen Hart, which I have it standing right on my counter. No, they were able to get away with that because they own the footage. And... That's how they were not. Yeah, that, that's how they were not able to get sued by his wife because they own that footage. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, "Oh, his wife's a whore. No, his no, wife no, is if, so if stupid you listen to for her not letting on, us." Uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, uh, talking Jericho, you actually see she's not what you think that she is. Like she's not like basically like the wish everybody says mm-hmm. that she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I believe um they could, I believe they continued the show that night that Owen Hart had that tragic yeah, accident. Actually, there was actually some because I remember that, um, seeing the on video. That episode of Talk to Jericho, there were actually some details about it that have not been revealed in the past, but have recently come up, and that was originally Owen Hart did not want to do that stunt. So that's the reason why his wife blames WWE for that because Owen didn't want to do it, but WWE kept saying, you know, you have it, to do it, it was not his choice to do that. But yeah, it wasn't his choice. Yeah, and apparently, Owen himself has something to do with uh, with the cause of it because as he was coming down from the from the Raptors, he like accidentally hit the the release button too quick, and that was combined with uh, his harness being damaged. So that ultimate, so it was a combination of those two things that ultimately caused him to fall, you know, basically from the sky and basically crash in the ring and die from his injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see why his wife still blames uh, the WWE for that because they kept asking him to... I feel bad for his wife. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah. If he was still around today, he would have been like... I heard he was like the nicest person to ever be. Does he have kids, though? Yes. yes. I feel bad for his kids. Yeah, especially... And one thing about like wrestlers passing away, there's been a lot of wrestlers that have passed away over the years. Um, a lot of wrestlers, like a, one of them, one of the biggest tragedies besides Owen Hart was Chris Benoit, of course. You know that was it's one the of the big, big tragedies. So sad. Yep. Of all time. 
one another another one too. I have yeah. to say though is Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. I believe that there was a there was a scene on Smack. I believe I saw a clip on YouTube the other day. Eddie Guerrero had a heart attack in the ring when he was teaming yeah, up with Rey Mysterio, that. I believe, and he took on the Dudleys. But uh, in a sick and JBL and the Dudleys, Ray, Eddie Guerrero, I believe, teamed up with Rey Mysterio on an episode of SmackDown, and Eddie Guerrero had a heart attack. Oh yeah, I saw like, that. Before. That is not good. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> and I believe um. They were on the dark side of the ring. Uh, I could believe there's one coming up with Jim Cornette tried to like threaten to kill oh, the fan, I believe. Yeah, I've heard that story on the podcast yeah. time, and that's crazy. Yeah, he was in And I heard something about Snook. I've heard something about Snooka um, being a part of it, like about his true story. I remember I heard back in like 90, 1992 about him murdering his mm. wife. But uh, that that's all I heard yeah, about we- it, but I need to watch it soon. Yeah, but, like, let's take a little break here. Let's take a little question break. Like, so, out of all the wrestlers that have passed away, like, like what wrestler did you think, like, that you grew up watching was the most tragic death for you? Mine, t- mine the most tragic death for me to hear was basically, um, I, have a, I have a few wrestlers that kind of surprised me in dying, mostly. One of them was basically... Um, the Ultimate Warrior was a really, really sad day. I, um, but I kind of knew something was up with Ultimate Warrior when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame that night. You, well, not not the Hall of Fame. The night uh, he came out on Raw and gave a speech, you see, there were you saw there was something yeah, wrong with Warrior, right? You guys all saw that. Didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he died. In, yeah. He died in his hotel like the day I, after actually, he made that final speech. Not. Good thing he got he inducted. Got, he died. Actually, died in the the parking lot, they were. They checked out. It was, it was him, his wife, and and uh, his daughter at the hotel. And they were daughter. in the parking lot on the way to the car, and he just collapsed right there in the parking lot. They, they called the ambulance, and by the time they got to the hospital, he was pronounced dead. All right. Yeah. So another death, another death that basically impacted me was, uh, of course, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Um, and another one that was basically really devastating to hear was uh, somebody I actually wanted to meet before he passed away. Uh, well, two people. Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, I'll put Howard Finkel on that list as well. Mm-hmm. And one of um, one of my favorite wrestlers, even though I wasn't born, and I, grew, I actually grew up watching a couple of his matches, and that is Hot yeah. Rod, Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. I, I remember. I remember when I was going through <laughs> puberty at the time. But... Uh, yeah, it was very unexpected seeing Dusty Rhodes die on the last day of seventh grade and Rowdy Roddy Piper dying in his sleep two months later. Yeah. But that was just yeah. so unexpected, yeah, as you sad. can tell. I've only met two dead wrestlers. I met I met Howard Fingal, as you can tell from my profile picture. I met Howard Fingal at Kurt Angle signing, and I met King Kong Bundy at a oh, at a car auction. When they had an indie show at a car auction, they had King Kong Bundy signing autographs. They were both nice guys. So I'm so lucky I got to meet them before they went to the, went to a better place. But probably the most saddest death definitely has to go to Chris Benoit. I really want to see him in the Hall of Fame, but um, I know it it's not the safest and right thing. But I know I know people think don't think it's the right thing to do. I know his son, his oldest son, wants him to go in. But um, I hate. But 
not seeing Chris in the Hall of Fame, but the Hall of Fame induction, I love the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame induction that really pissed me off was when the Bellas came in. It was too early. And that night the Bellas got inducted, not seeing Chris get, not seeing Chris or Christian Cohen, they go in the Hall of Fame. That just got me emotional as shit. And it got me to the other room. I was just crying. Yeah, I was like, why did you put the Bella Twins in the Hall of Fame? When they're like in their mid thirties or twenties, yeah. however the old they are. From a, uh, I was like, the Bellas have been in the company for not even that not long. Not true. Yes, they have. Josh, not true. Not true. Um, the Bella Twins have actually been in the company since like '08. And number two, from a business standpoint, it kind of made sense why they went in this early because they just retired and they still have that that popularity and star power. Then probably in a few years they wouldn't have mm-hmm. that much popularity. So. You know, they want to get, you know, with the main attention, so they had mm-hmm. to put them in as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Kyle, and also a reason why they're in the Hall of Fame is because, you know, they're both pregnant, they both got their own TV show, and you can look, <laughs> but you can't touch. <laughs> All right, Lucas, what do you think the Bellas Bell going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I think it's way too <laughs> Because I did, they just like retired basically went around around and basically destroyed the hell out of Nikki Bella basically. But um, I think this should have happened like taking two years, three years, something like that, and let somebody else go. Like, like um, I can't really think of maybe like Mog or something like that, but um, but um, I love yeah. to see Umaga get inducted. He's definitely one of the most tragic deaths. I mean, for me because I love the Umaga girl. Yeah, you should go. He should go on Dark Side of the Ring. Umaga was such an unexpected death. Umaga is definitely yeah. one of my childhood heroes. Umaga definitely did. Yeah. And I love the fact that the but... Usos actually pay tribute to him in every match. Like every time they do the uh, basically what fans would call the ass attack, where they run and slam their butts into their opponents' faces, which is Umaga's move. And even the Usos are pissed off that WWE claims it's from Rikishi. You know, Shades of Daddy Rikishi or Shades of Kishi or whatever. No, you know, it's Umaga. Please say Umaga, man. Because it was Umaga who did that. Rikishi never did that move. Come on. And then they said it. He did yeah, he did the same face. He was there yeah, longer. The now, yeah, now I'm going to go here with another question for everybody. Um, who is everyone's favorite Hall of Fame inductee of any class, of any year? Um, I, I might have. I know mine. I'll go first. I'll go first. Mine was definitely, he's from the class of 2012. He's uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He definitely deserves a spot in that in that Hall of Fame class. Edge. And you all know who I'm talking about. He's the ultimate opportunist, the Radar Superstar Edge. Definitely in, uh, one, my top favorite Hall of Fame inductee. Second closest would have to be my second favorite wrestler of all time. From the class of 2010, the heartbreak hit Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you mean 2011. 2011. 2011, my bad. And top, I'll do my top five. Everyone can do top five. So three would have to be um, just recently um, in the most recent Hall of Fame class. Um, I have to go with oh, the yeah. NWO because I actually met one of the members of the NWO, which is Hoyo Chico. Scott Hall. Better known as Razor Ramon, and I will tell you, he's the coolest this show, guy on the it's almost planet. Almost time for SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, 
in like a minute or two. Yep. Um, Our outros now? Yeah. You want to say, uh, let's close this out. Our favorite, what about our fa- right. top five favorite Hall of Famers? I want to go. Go ahead. Quick. All right. We'll do this. All right. Um, but my favorite, my top five, as Josh said, I Michael- like Edge and Shawn Michaels being a part. Um, definitely, and definitely glad Mick Foley. Mick Foley's presentation was pretty good, and um, I'm trying to think of another Hall of Fame induct um, that was good. Probably, I would have to go with the first ever Hall of Fame inductee on the the Grenoble, from the Grenoble French House, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, and the fifth inductee must go to the President of the United <laughs> States, Donald Trump. Hmm. <laughs> All let's righty. say our outros. So, let's see. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to the second episode of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys want um, us to uh, do a, a show where we talk about mostly uh, our favorite um, wrestlers that we've met or something really awesome, uh, just uh, send us a DM on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. We're also on Twitter at um, Crash and Burn uh, Pod, and um, I'm Josh. Um, and All right, thank you guys for watching. Jason, you can go ahead and say your part. Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling Fankit Fifteen and at Josh's Toy Show. As Josh said, follow our podcast accounts and Wyatt say our outro. Yes, thank you so much, Josh and Jason. Shout out to you guys. Thank you, Bart. And shout out to Lucas and Kyle as becoming special guests just like I am. Make sure to give me, feel free to give me a follow as the Wrestling Era Underdash. And um, good, good. it was a great pleasure to have me on. And uh, let's give it, give the, I'm going to pass the microphone to someone else. Glad you all waited patiently to, to hear our voices and successfully be a part of this podcast. Lucas, so awesome. uh, must go to Lucas. All right. So, thank you guys for having mm-hmm. me. Rest, Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast has been an honor to be with you guys. You know how much I do love you guys. But um, as for now, you guys are going to see me again here soon. But for now, goodbye mwah, and good night. Bang. All right, Kyle, you want to shout yourself well, out? You tell need. everybody your Instagram, say what up. Well, first of all, all that. thank you for having me on the podcast. It, it was an absolute pleasure. I had a blast. Anytime you want me back on the show, I'd be happy to do it. And also, you know, be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Rock and Roll for Reviews. You know, be sure to check that out. I post every single week. And also, stay tuned for the also reunion of the Gladiators, which is me and Josh coming very soon. And hopefully, I'm um, exactly. And hopefully, we'll to Instagram live. Soon. So take care. Stay safe, so. everyone. Peace. Bye episode for now, three guys. Coming up very soon. Stay tuned Bye. for our next episode.